0: It's the clash of the tabletoppers in the Premier League this weekend. Oh, oh, oh Salah with
1: one of the goals of the season. OTB Sports Radio, the only place to hear live and exclusive radio commentary of Manchester City versus Liverpool on Sunday.
0: All right, we're turning our attention to hurling and I'm delighted to talk about Pro Hurling. It's Ireland's first hurling e-academy. It's aimed at boys and girls aged 5 to 16, giving a unique insight into the skills, of some of the country's best hurlers value most you can sign up at ProHurling.ie. it's the brainchild of Cork legend patrick Horgan, and he's with us this evening to talk about it
1: patrick good afternoon to you how are you getting on hi joe how are you How's yeah very good
0: where did the where did the
1: idea come from for this um i suppose the idea has been there for uh i will not say a long time right? i suppose a, a year or so um but i suppose what uh what really got it going is seeing even my own um nieces and nephews um just constantly on the iPad and constantly on the PlayStation and just in their own kind of world, like so. Um, so they're there. So what we think is they're there to stay, and we're not going to get them off them. So is there any way we could uh, possibly get them to look at their iPad at, at something that they're interested in, like hurling, and uh, then get them outdoors and uh, practice what they learn on the screen? So instead of just constantly being on the screen and going day to day and not even knowing what day, what, day, what time of the day they have. So, um, yeah, that was probably the, what was behind
0: it. I, I hadn't, at any stage when we were talking about this, I hadn't considered that actually what you're trying to do is to uh, help parents get their kids off their screens. That is like a, an amazing sales pitch right there, Patrick. Sign me up. If you can stop my kids from spending time on screens and uh, going completely crazy when we turn them off, then happy days. Every parent in the world is going to pay seven ninety nine a month for that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a good value, obviously. But um, I think if that's if that's all we could do with this, uh, I think it'd be a win for us. But uh, what they get when they go on and sign up is um, they get a video every Saturday morning. It started last week, no, so last week was the first video. Um, there'll be another one tomorrow morning, Saturday at nine o'clock. And um, yeah, what they get is they sign up, they get a coach every month. I'm the first coach um, for the month, so they get four videos from me uh, with four different skills. So. Next up then I think will be Lee Chin and possibly Noel McGrath and Amy O'Connor after that. Um, you actually get their four skills. Uh, we're starting off at the, like at the beginning with uh, 20 basic skills of hurling uh, and then we will broaden it out to drills and um, training sessions as well after that. So I suppose we're just trying to tick off the basics first and uh, put something in place where like, if you've never played hurling or if you're really good at hurling, there's a level for you somewhere in there um, so we break down each skill into three different levels: uh, beginners, medium, and um, really tough. Uh, and what we do then is, at the end of the video, we give homework, and they can they can go off and get their parents to record them doing the skill and send it back into us on the website. There's a link. There's a, a tab there that they can put their videos back up, and um, we'll we we'll look over that. Uh, and six times a year, then we we'll have kind of what what we call it's a, like a live show, where we'll go over what. Uh, kids have sent in to us and how they can they can improve again or whatever they need whether that's a, an alley session or for this live video or just a, a general chat um they'll also get uh, one fundamental movement video every month and one um healthy living and eating video every month from a professional in, in that field so uh, i think overall um it's it's really good value for what they what they get. Are you
0: a coach at heart? Would is this something that you're interested in and, and will always be doing for the rest of your life, even after you retire, whenever that might be?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah, I like I like um, I like constant improvement. Really, you know. Also, um, I would think like no matter what skill you have in hurling or no matter how good you are at it, I think um, there's always room to get better at it. Uh, and it's just finding a way to, to improve yourself all the time is um is probably something I think is key to, to coaching.
0: And does that apply to your life off the field as well in terms of diets? Like, are you are you uh, Tom Brady, uh, the only ice cream you'll eat is avocado ice cream, that kind of stuff at this stage of your career?
1: Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like that. No, I, I, I wouldn't be as uh, as much as that. Um, Obviously, we have to watch what we eat uh, with the level of horror we play, but uh, I try to enjoy myself uh, whenever I can. Um. But I just mean when it comes to, to training uh, and, and the skills of the game, uh, that's something I would, I would be thinking a lot of is, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of doing it all right now, but um, is there any way I can just tweak it and maybe do something better that um, will give me more more of an advantage when I'm playing?
0: When you've got the responsibility of being a free taker, I'm always very interested in that because sometimes it feels like the best free takers have found a rhythm and a routine. And they've never changed it because to change it would be almost superstitious. And then others have constantly changed the whole way through because that's what they need. It's kind of the Park Harrington of um, of uh, free taking routines, where you're, no matter what what you're doing, you're never happy with it. I know uh, it's not it's not an either or. There's obviously a scale in between. What what's your situation when it comes to that?
1: Um, we're free taking. Um when I, when I was growing up through, uh, through the underage and stuff, I would have changed a lot now um, and I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have ever set on uh, a specific way of taking freeze. But I think over the last, um, I suppose, since I, since I came on to the, the court panel, I suppose I have a, a routine that I've never changed and that's because I probably practiced it so much that I trust it and I trust from when I placed the ball to when I eventually hit it. I trust everything that I'm doing is um, is the best, is, is probably the best practice for me. So that's what i practice. That's what I know. That's, I suppose, built into muscle memory and all that kind of stuff. So, um, like, I, I don't even have to practice that much take and freeze anymore. And I don't, um, just maybe five or 10 minutes before training, but... Um, I just trust it, uh, trust the routine, and um, it kind of works for me at the moment. Yeah.
0: So you've you've not perfected it, but you've you've reached a situation where you're absolutely comfortable with that, and to go back and revisit that would actually be counterproductive.
1: Possibly. I, I I'd want to take the risk. Uh, I just think at the moment, uh, with with from the the start of the the free taking routine to the to the end, I think um, I'm at a level that. Grand, has to be always, hurling always needs to be practiced and striking needs to be practiced. But I think in my mind, I'm confident. So, like, I i have confidence in, in the routine I have and uh, that's probably the most important thing.
0: And was that the same, is, is the routine exactly the same as it was from when you came onto the court panel and were charged with the responsibility of taking freeze?
1: Yeah, I would think it's it's about the same, yeah. Yeah. Uh, In my mind, I haven't tried to change anything. So in my mind, I'm doing the same thing.
0: And did anybody ever give you feedback, or like, was there somebody who helped you to get to that point where you were like, okay, that's my work done on that? Uh,
1: No, it's just kind of I'd feel it myself. Like um, if I wasn't doing something right, um, I'd I'd sense it. And I think every player is like that uh, with parts of their game. So if if something is letting them down, there's no one needs to tell them. I think they'll know it themselves first and they'll try and correct it themselves.
0: Okay. In terms of the continuous in improvement that you were talking about and, and to, just to go back to the coaching theme, where do you look for for that? Again, is is that as much in training, you're trying stuff, uh, you know, if you're in an alley, you're trying stuff or is it actually talking to other coaches and other players about um, about little bits that you're trying to iron out or trying to, to improve on?
1: Yeah, it, might, it could be anything. Uh, I, I get a lot of it from the the players that we play with now because uh they all kind of think the same way um and it's, it's it might be only something small something that i can't even think of now but it might be something like um that is happening you, you might be doing something but your opposition is what they do to counteract that is what they're doing so then you're trying to go to the next level up from that again it might be even picking the ball protecting the ball anything like that um and that's that's a conversation i like to have with players that uh, that I'm playing with know that you can have chats and back and forward and what are you seeing and what do you feel when you're when you're in that situation? And I tell them what I feel when I'm in that situation it's kind of back and forward. And I think if everyone can uh, can grow from it, um, it's valuable, you know?
0: As a matter of interest, are most of those colleagues with your forward, are most of those uh, conversations with your forward colleagues or your def- defensive rivals in the uh, training sessions that you're having? So the internal uh- games?
1: Yeah, it could be both, and it's not even games. Um, It's just situations uh, within games, you know. So if um, I could be talking to forwards today and maybe we just have a chat about, you know, what are you seeing? They they might just bring something up over the blue and we just have a a conversation about it. Or it could be uh, defenders and what they see, uh, other players doing and it might be something we uh, would like to look at and yeah it's back and forward and anything to improve the team is, I suppose is uh, is, is something worthwhile
0: Was that always your aspect when you got on the, the team first were you like this is all going to be fine I just need to look after myself or were you always kind of plugged into the fact that like everybody on that team needs to get better collectively if you are actually going to win in All-Ireland
1: Yeah um, I suppose at the level we're playing at uh, especially now with the amount of time that we put into it and um, You know, when you're on the field, or when you're around those players, like um, if you're not willing to get better all the time, uh, I think uh, it's probably the wrong place to be because um, the amount of improvement with uh, with like situations in hurling on the field and even at training uh, have gone to such a level that uh, you'll be left behind fairly fast if uh, if you don't go with them.
0: You've talked about the amount of time that you put into it, and it's so much a fundamental part of your identity, I suspect, as as a player. Um, Are you able to separate you as a person from you as a core curler? Because it's been a a long road to get to the stage where you're at now, where you're you're on the verge of of breaking the all-time championship scoring record. It might happen, hopefully it does for you, over the course of, of the... The Munster Championship—it's an incredible achievement to get to that point. But are you able to kind of also then not just be a Cork hurler? Is that if, if that question makes sense?
1: Yeah, um, I suppose early on when I joined the panel, that was probably hard because everything is about hurling and everything's like not everything still is. But I mean, when I'm when I'm at training, I'm at training, and, and um, there's nothing else going on, or when I'm when I go out to the alley, I'm at the alley. So that that applies as well. Like when I'm. Um, when I'm at home, like um, I try not think about hurling too much, and if I do, I kind of am conscious of that and, and try, try just enjoy. Like I suppose the people I'm around, and uh, you know, whenever I go to friends or anything like that, I try, try to be where I am at, the, at that time. Like um, and that pro- and that helps on the field uh, more as well in the long run as you well. Know?
0: When you joined the panel and were around the fringes of it breaking onto it, the remnants of the great Cork team that put it up to the greatest. Kilkenny any team that we 've ever seen and one of the greatest teams of all time were still there, so there would have been a an sense and an expectation an understanding of what was required to win an all Ireland for you guys now you 've got to try and write your own history and be a group that ends in court terms a famine what's the difference like around the panel now from then
1: um, it's hard to tell because I think uh, when you're at different stages of your career like um you think differently and at the time, like, when I came into the panel, it was like, basically, you just said it, they were all legends and they were they were all players that I would have looked up to and I would have went to all their games when I was 12, 13, 14 and thought, geez, these were are gods. Like, But um, I suppose now, uh, it, it could possibly be the same for young fellas that are coming in now, but uh, I see it differently as, um, like, you know, everybody's there now. And I think it's, I think the group that is there uh, no, and have been for the last couple of years. Are um, they're extremely tight, and um, like I think we all, know, I know, know that everybody on that panel is, is aiming for the the same goal, and uh, we're all on the same page. And I think that's really important, well
0: What was the winter like after last year's All Ireland final?
1: Uh, I suppose it wasn't that nice losing an All Ireland final the way we lost it. Um, know we'd play great hurling to get there and um, yeah just I suppose it's disappointing we could we can't do nothing about it no um, it was disappointing at the time but um, yeah there's, there's not much we can do like only just get back in the wagon and I think we have and we have been impressive um, in a lot of games in the league um, obviously it was disappointing to lose the final but I think um, yeah it, it feels like we're kind of on a on a bit of a journey and we're we're getting a small bit of consistency into our play like over the course of the whole league I think um there was a lot of uh,
0: positives to take out of it. Does it matter how you lose an All around final? Like, if you lose an All around final, and and you know, there's the, you've seen both sides of it. Like, um, added time to to lose one, uh, and again, it's essentially over at half time as well. Like, uh, I presume the pain is the same, it's just of a different magnitude. Or, like, I guess, how, is there a difference in processing a defeat as complete as the one last year? Uh, does that make you go and yeah. question more about what you're doing and just making sure that everybody has more, I don't know, more self-reflection than after a, g- a game where it's a toss of a coin?
1: Yeah, it depends on what way you look at it, I suppose. Um, if you if you tried to look for a positive out of losing the final that way, um, we just didn't show up on the, we didn't play at all on the day. So I think that was clear for everybody to see. Um, and then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, if we do play, could we get closer? Could it have been a game? Um, you know? And the other side of that, then, of course, is uh, do you say, oh, like, grand, we lost, but like, we'd have preferred to be in the game and having some sort of a chance. And uh, yeah, it just depends on what we look at it. But, um,
0: How do you guys like, look at it? How do you look at it?
1: I look at it in a way that we just didn't play. And I, like, we all know we're better than that, um, and if we if we get a chance again to be in a, a big final like that, we'll have to we'll have to perform. We didn't that day for for a minute, so um, I suppose there's a in in a way that's something um, that's something to kind of hang on to. That uh, you know we are a good side. We just have to perform. We didn't in that final for for any amount of time, so um, that's something we we'll, we we'll look for. We we'll, we we'll look to get.
0: And look, I think that makes a lot of sense and, and even the point you were making about playing loads of good stuff in the league also makes sense. In In that regard, like the semi-final and the final are completely different performances. Um, is there an explanation for what happened in the league final that you're comfortable with and can park in advance of the Munster Championship or is there some stuff that you all need to go back and look at the video and go, well, if we do that again, the same result is going to happen again?
1: No, not really. I think, um, like... I think uh if we take it that we're going to judge one game and uh change everything based on that one game I think like we'll be changing constantly because like you have to go on a kind of a, a journey with I suppose uh systems of playing game the way the type of game you want to try to play and um I think if you believe in it enough, you, you'll find a way with that. Uh, but if you're chopping and changing and you don't trust anything, um, it's hard. It, it becomes way harder then. Um, there was a lot of positives the other night uh, against Waterford. Um, and we've taken it. We hit a lot of wides. We hit like 10, 15 more wides than them, I think. I think No, I'm, I'm not sure of that. that. Um, and there was about five or six minutes left in the game. And I think there was like four points in it. So... Then they killed us with the uh, the next goal, I suppose. But up until that point even we we could have said we were in a game, having not done much right the the whole game, you know. But overall in the league, as I say, we got a lot of uh, game time into a lot of new players and um you know we I suppose we played we played well for the whole league, yeah. up until I suppose the final.
0: Well and, and I the other thing is that like we've kind of for whatever reason forgotten the the difference between the league and the round robins is absolutely intense and immense. Like the round robin in Munster in particular has been one of the great sports competitions in uh, in the world. <laughs> it just has been an absolute cutthroat over the last number of years. And I know the league is a bit closer this year than it has been in, in previous years. So maybe there's more reason to be confident that league form is going to um, go straight through to the championship. But I'm just not sure. Like it's, it, it's a brand new competition. And so everybody starts with a clean slate.
1: Yeah, part of it. Uh, part of it in two weeks is you, you. can't change much. So if you like, if you were over the farms two weeks ago, you're kind of hoping and you're in farm um, in two weeks time. So I think with us, uh, we've shown that we, you know, we were in farm there for a lot of the league, and, and I suppose for us, uh, how do we just reproduce that again uh, on a big day on the seventeenth of Parky Creeve? We didn't produce it against Waterford, but we know it's there anyway, and we know. Um, to know if we, if we can produce it on a on a, a bigger day. Is there, see well.
0: is there anything about the the early like it, it, the Munster Championship is over by the end of May. That the actual final itself is the the first weekend in June. But the round robin stage is over the twenty second of May. It's not the best weather in Ireland. Like it definitely June and July and August is really the best month to hurl if you want uh, top of the ground stuff. Is there anything in that that you think is is might have an impact on results and score lines this year?
1: I know all the pitches that we're going to be playing on are, are really good. Packing weave, Torles, Walsh Park, um, even in Clare. all the pitches are savage no. Um so I would I wouldn't say that's that's gonna dictate much. Um but uh yeah, I think it's a good thing that the the championship is being played like the way it is, you know, orally and, and week to week. Um otherwise we you'd be training every week anyway. So you might as well have a game to look forward.
0: Is it enjoyable this part just before it starts? Is there just a little bit of butterflies rising at this point? Going, ooh, this is all about to kick off.
1: Yeah, um, this is about the time where, like I'd say, fellas, I think like, you know, you need to, you need to be on your game in you know two weeks' time. So I think a lot of uh, the training, like, will be hard. Not not the training would be hard, but I suppose fellas are kind of focused in on what they need to do more um, rather than like six months ago when the championship is in the distance. I think it's kinda of fine tuning and everything now, making sure you've uh, all the the ducks in a row, I suppose.
0: And from your perspective, is it actually a, a more enjoyable game to play now than it was when you broke into the team? Because like, 'cause there's been a you've you've kind of been right there for the evolution. You've seen all of the different counties bring their different styles and how the game has evolved and you know, you've you've been at All Ireland's bookend in that period. What's it actually like to play in from your perspective as a forward?
1: Um it's changed a bit but at the same time it's it's uh yeah i, I can't see too, much, too many differences like um the fitness levels obviously are gone through the roof from from all players like um but other than that hurling like hurling and all that and um, pretty much stayed the same um maybe i maybe i'm wrong i don't know but um i just think the only thing that's after change is fellows are gone ridiculously fit
0: Uh, last question for you then if anybody is getting the video tomorrow morning what can they expect from you uh
1: tomorrow morning um i think the jab lift is tomorrow so that'll be broken down into someone who was never jab lift before uh someone who can do it around their kitchen and stuff but they just need to do the next the next step up and uh, the last one is a one-handed jab lift uh, sprinting and protecting the ball as, uh, as you raise it so that's a pretty tricky one
0: well listen if anybody wants to sign up it's prohurling.ie wish you the very best of luck with the season Patrick thanks for joining us cheers Sorry.
1: thanks for having me thanks
0: it's Cork legend Patrick Horgan there launching a new business Pro Hurling is Ireland's first hurling e-academy aimed at kids aged 5 to 16 giving a unique insight into the skills some of the country's best hurlers value most